gonna dive right in and answer another question. And I'm starting to see a lot of the same questions, but asked in a different way or a different scenario. However, that's one of the reasons why I started this show because I wanted to provide a central place to answer all of these questions that others can get value from, right? So with that, we're gonna dive right in. And as you saw from the title of this episode, or if you haven't heard, because for those listening, right? Because this is a video and audio. But for those listening, we're gonna dive into the question. And the question is the following. Best approach to up my rate almost 50%, what's your negotiation advice? Here's some context. This started three years ago. I was still a college student when I got this client. He hired me to be his graphic designer for all of his projects and packaging. Product level, product label, merchandise design, and all of the like. But when I asked for my rate, I wanted a certain amount. He said it was too high and I was still a fresh graduate. We met halfway on the budget, which is still enough at this time. Fast forward to now, I graduated, we have a good relationship. Problem is, he missed payments before because I didn't know any better, having a monthly invoice was needed. So I had to take his words every time I asked for payment. After some missed payments and feeling lowballed, I want to have clear expectations between the two of us. This year, I want him to know and I want that I want to up my rate 50%, the same rate I gave him three years ago. We're having a meeting tomorrow and I'm very anxious on how I will approach the situation. So that's a little bit of context of what's going on. Um, by the time you see this answer, uh, you probably would have already had the meeting. So I might follow up and see how did that meeting go. But there's some things going on here once again. Um, you wanted to work with this person. They knew you were in school. So they didn't view you as an expert designer and different things of that nature. Um, but with my advice, I'm going to go this route. I first have to say this. Oftentimes, people tend to value things on one of three you know, situations. One is there is a job description and then you're evaluated on how well you meet that job description. So that's one way people kind of evaluate um, what's valuable in work. Uh, the second way is experience. You've been doing something for a long time or a while and it is assumed the more experience you have, the better you will be at that thing. And for the most part, that's true. I'm, right now I'm driving a car. I think about when I first got into a car and I was driving, uh, it was pretty terrible. You know, I was st stopping on the brake too hard. Um, I, I wasn't sure how to check and look both ways. I just was anxious with everything. But now I've been driving for so long, it's almost second nature and I'm comfortable and I can anticipate drivers before they make a move. So of course, experience does make you better. And then the last way to truly evaluate um, if something is valuable or not is there's a goal and you have met or exceeded what that goal is, right? So as it pertains to the life of a designer and a freelancer, a lot of times that has to do with what is the ROI or what is that person's return on investment, right? And that's what you really need to settle on. Settle on all the work that you've done previously. What is the return on the investment 
the person has received. Uh, you mentioned uh, merchandise, you mentioned packaging and different things of that nature, graphics. Do you have access to how all of those things have performed, right? Because what you created was a part of the sales process. So you do have somewhat of a right and you definitely have contributed to what those sales are. Are those numbers that you can get from the client um, and if you need to, you can send a non-disclosure agreement so you, you will have that communication that you're not going to share that information with anybody else. But do you have access to that information or have you been tracking it? Have you tracked the work you've done and what actually it brought in, whether it be social media likes, whether it be traffic to a website, whether um, you made packaging and how many sales occurred? So yeah, again, um, that is very important to nail that down because that really shows your value. So again, is there a job description? In this case, it might be a contract or a state of work. Secondarily, experience does mean you have gotten better. And I hope, if nothing else, you've gotten faster, right? That's valuable. And lastly, you have to prove the ROI because a lot of times the mistake I've made in the past is I knew I've gotten better. I knew I had gotten quicker. I knew I was able to think more strategically about the situations I made and as it pertains, I'm a web designer. So as it pertains as a web designer, I was able to, you know, make the website faster and do things that would really help the client in the future that they didn't even ask for. That's valuable, right? However, when I used to demand more money without tying it to how it's going to benefit the client. I can understand their reluctance to give me more money. You have to prove what your value is and you have to prove, if nothing else, the additional value you've, you've brought to the table by working with this client. So pretty much to wrap things up, this is what I would recommend in speaking with your particular client. As I mentioned, prove that you are deserving of a raise. There's an episode of Freelance Jumpstart, it's called um, How to Ask for a Raise, and I'll put that in the description as well, and I'll have that as a reference on my website. But there is an episode where I dove into this, and it's how to raise your rates, how to raise your price. And really, there's different ways, and there's different things to consider, but regardless, you still have to prove via case study that this is valuable. If nothing else, um, write a case study for everything that you've done. But again, to directly answer your question, here are two things I'd recommend. The first thing, have that sit down meeting, have a mature conversation, have a professional conversation, and show them a case study of your work and what you've done and the value you brought to the table. The second thing is, you need a way to anchor your price against someone else. And when you do this, you have to be prepared to let them go. One of the first rules of negotiation is the person who is more willing to walk away will be in a position of power and will more than likely win the negotiation. What I just mentioned is highlighted in a book called Bargaining for Advantage. And I actually have that book. That is a great book. And I'll also have a link to that in the description below and everything. But Bargaining for Advantage is a great book to talk about negotiation and how to bargain and how even if you're negotiating, you can still get value out of 
what you're doing. Maybe as you're talking, he doesn't want to pay you more. Okay, maybe you just do less for him, right? So you keep the same price, but you just do less, less work, right? Um, because things in your business are changing. Uh, let's be honest. It's very rare that things in the world, whether it be a car, like I'm driving, whether it be computers, the, the iPhone, right, an iPhone, regardless of what it is, those get more costly over time. The iPhone, even though they've gotten more efficient at it, it's not getting cheaper. So we're all used to prices going up over time, right? So it's only natural that your price would go up over time as well. But yeah, like I mentioned, that's the first thing. Sit down, have a conversation, um, talk to them. And if he's not willing to pay you more, then reduce the scope of work. The second thing, and, I, and I, I alluded to this in the first thing I said, um, the second thing is you need to anchor your price against someone else and you have to be willing to walk away. So he, here's the thing, present to them another service that would help them accomplish what they need to and show it to them and be willing to walk away. This actually worked for me when I was in a similar situation. I said, okay, I can definitely work with you. Um, I can do a one pager for you and it's going to cost 1,500. This was a website. I said, I can do a one page website, has everything that you want, 1,500. Or you can go with this company that is technically cheaper than I am. You can sign up for their service. They do a great job. I've evaluated them, I've vetted them. I think you would be able to move on with this company and still get to what you need to do. What do you wanna do? And then I shut up. Because sometimes us as creatives, we get nervous about, oh, I wonder if the person is gonna stay with me or I hope I don't lose a client or it's not even about that. They need to make the best decision for their business and and maybe they do want to save money maybe that is the best decision for the business and conversely us as creatives have to make the best decision for ourselves to get towards our revenue goals so this might be a time where the relationship may end it might be time for that because they're not willing to come alongside of you and adjust to your new rates and to meet your new level of experience so also do that present your price and here's an example. There's a service called Design Pickle. Uh, some creatives hate Design Pickle because they feel like they're disrupting the market and they're stealing customers for them. But, you know, Design Pickle has its own caveats, right? Like, they have their own designers and sometimes people ask for things and uh, the designer doesn't really hit the nail on the head. Also, sometimes it's hard to onboard some of those designers because they have to learn about the business and the client has to walk them through all of that. For those who don't know, Design Pickle is a service, and no, they didn't sponsor this episode, but Design Pickle is a service to where you pay a monthly fee around $300 and you can get unlimited requests for graphics. However, now you, the client has to be very descriptive and prescriptive on what they want. You as a creative already understood and understand what the client wants. So um, they don't really have to explain a lot of things to you. You already get it. 
that's valuable, right? That's a value that they're not really understanding that's there. And it's, it can be difficult to communicate. However, if they were to go with somebody else, they would immediately say, man, things were easier when I had this designer. So again, um, present those two options and I'll summarize again. One is you're reducing the scope of work. If they don't want to you know, meet your rate, uh, you reduce the scope of work and just say, okay, I'll continue working with you, but I, this is what I'm going to do. Let's sign a new contract. Let's sign a new retainer. I'm not going to do as much work. Scope of work is reduced. Uh, secondarily, present another option. Say, this is my price. If that is too high for you, I found another service that might be good for you. What do you want to do? After that, it's just a decision. It's purely a decision and it's up to them. They have to decide what they're going to do. And more than likely, they know they don't want to onboard or be the liaison for this new design service because that's going to take time. More than likely, they might come along to your price. And I'll end it on this. People pay for what they view as valuable. If you are any type of valuable to this client, they will pay it. Simply put. Simply put. Um, it's, so, it's so crazy that people argue with creatives over pricing, but they're willing to go to a restaurant and spend hundreds of dollars. They're willing to buy shoes that cost hundreds if not thousands of dollars that they only wear a couple of times, right? That's just clothing. We're talking about you adding value to a business. They have to be willing to pay for that. And if not, it might be time for you to walk away. You know, so I'll follow up and you see how things went. Thank you all for checking out this episode. I greatly appreciate it. As always, um, feel free to reach out to me. You can go to NathanLote.com, uh, click on podcast, and then you'll see Traffic Talk. You can actually watch any episodes on there or um, submit a question to be on Traffic Talk, and I'll gladly answer that. Or however you want to get to question to me, that's perfectly fine. I'm still driving. I'm still on the road to my destination. Uh, not there yet, but I'll get there shortly. As I mentioned, thank you for checking us out, and I will catch you in the next one. See you.